Key 2. Be aware of the factors that affect your company's ability to grow. Growing your business is a little like going into battle. It's important to know your enemy. If you don't understand all the obstacles to growth, you won't be prepared to deal with them. Douglas Levin certainly learned that lesson the hard way. He started by paying too much for his fresh juice company, Fresh Samantha, he says. That meant he had less room for error in the decisions he would make. Then he mistakenly targeted the wrong market, so consumers thought the price of his juices was too high. And if that weren't enough, a competitor sold a batch of apple juice that contained the E. coli bacteria, and Levin, like other juice manufacturers, had to invest in expensive pasteurization equipment. All of these problems halted his growth for a time, and it was only his persistence that finally allowed the company to grow from $2.8 million in 1996 to $7 million in 1997. Several factors can affect your ability to grow your company. Your intentions. Some entrepreneurs actually choose not to grow, or to grow very slowly. This reluctance is usually out of fear. It's important to understand that you have to want to grow your business, or you will not do what is necessary to make it happen. The nature of your target market. The size of your market and its buying power will certainly put limits on how much and how fast you can grow. You can expand those limits by looking at global markets or adding more products and services to your offerings. The nature of your competition. You choose your competition based on how you define the market niche you are entering. If you intend to go head-to-head -head with a much larger, more established company, you're asking for trouble. You would be better off creating a customer niche that is currently not served by the larger companies in the market to give your company a chance to gain a foothold before it takes on larger competitors. How your industry deals with innovation. If you are fortunate enough to be in an industry where innovation is rare, you can gain a competitive advantage by introducing something new, a new product, or a new way of doing something. If, on the other hand, you find yourself in an industry where innovation is the price of admission, you will need significant capital resources to survive. How predictable your industry is. Predictability certainly makes business life easier. But the truth is, it makes it so much easier that it is difficult to differentiate yourself and do well in the market. By contrast, a highly volatile industry like telecommunications can be a hotbed of opportunity because things are changing so rapidly. Small companies can often benefit the most because they tend to be more flexible with much lower overhead, and they can change course quickly as needed. How difficult entry barriers are. Your industry is not always a friendly place. Mature players can make it very difficult for new businesses to enter by setting high standards for research and development, plant and equipment, or regulations. Established businesses that own core technology can effectively keep you from playing by refusing to license that technology. Knowing the factors that could prevent you from achieving your goals will give you a chance to find ways to successfully deal with them before you reach the growth stage. Key 3. To grow, 
Your company needs a vision. There is an old saying, if you don't know where you're going, how will you know when you've gotten there? That certainly holds true for growing businesses. Superstar athletes like Michael Jordan visualize games before they play them. Successful entrepreneurs also envision where they want their companies to be in the future. Vision is the glue that holds everyone in the company together in a common purpose. The research of people like Jim Collins and Jerry Porras has taught us that a company can be profitable without a vision. But vision appears to be essential for a company to endure over time. Vision provides the environment conducive to making the right decisions. The problem is that most entrepreneurs get so wrapped up in the day-to-day -day activities of keeping the business moving forward that they rarely raise their heads above the fray to see what's coming. Moreover, they have no idea where they're going. This is a critical mistake. Defining where you want the business to be at some point in the future allows you to make better decisions along the way. In other words, you will make decisions that take your business in the right direction. The foundation of any business's vision is the value system of the entrepreneur. Collins and Porras called this core values, and they represent your fundamental philosophy of life, what you believe in. Core values are long-held beliefs and are unlikely to change. If you are willing to change a belief you have, then it is probably not a core value. Here are some examples of core values that some business owners have expressed. We believe in total integrity. Our employees are our most important asset. We will treat everyone fairly and honestly. The core values you define for your business are sacred. You would never do anything to compromise those values because they are the values by which your company is known. For example, if your employees are your most important asset, you would never treat them like mere cogs who have no say in what happens. Rather, you would treat them like members of the team who have a vested interest in the success of the business. It follows that you should involve your employees in the definition of the other core values for your business. That will be easier if your business is new, because you will probably hire people who have the same core values you do. If, on the other hand, you have an existing business, you will need to get your employees to buy in to the values you want your business to espouse. If you build a vision for your company that is based on your core values, it is more likely that you will achieve that vision. Key 4. Put systems and controls in place to manage growth effectively. One of the primary reasons many businesses experience problems during rapid growth is that they have failed to put in place effective systems and controls, policies and procedures for doing things, and checks and balances to make sure the company is on target. Without these, the company runs out of control. The purpose of systems and controls is to manage organizational activities so that the company can achieve its expected performance level while it continues to grow. Today, more than ever before, it's important for businesses to have procedures and benchmarks against which to judge their progress. The environment in which most businesses operate is dynamic, constantly changing. Suppose your business has set a standard of 100% on-time delivery of its products. 
If you don't have a system in place to keep track of deliveries and check on your performance, how will you know whether you are meeting it? Or suppose that you have established a quality standard for your product, and even so, one of your biggest customers suddenly stops ordering from you on the grounds that the product is substandard. What happened? What happened is that while you were busy running your business, you didn't notice that your competitors had raised the quality bar. What used to be high quality is now substandard. Change can happen that quickly. Having systems in place to check on market conditions, and especially your competitors' actions, will help prevent such rude surprises. Having systems in place will also help you manage a complex organization much more easily. Entrepreneurs often overlook the fact that an error in one area of the company has an impact throughout the organization, and that can be very costly, even potentially devastating to the company. Emory Worldwide, the air freight company, was a very profitable company until it purchased Purolator Courier Corporation in 1987, adding to the complexity of its organization. Emory was unprepared to manage such a large company and had no systems in place to do so. Consequently, it began losing money, its costs increased, its service declined, and the company nearly went bankrupt. It was only through the creation of systems and controls that the company survived and began a turnaround. It was ultimately purchased by Consolidated Freightways Incorporated. There are four basic types of systems and controls. Physical controls include inventory management, quality control, and equipment management. You should maintain as small an inventory as you can